Good evening, everybody. Cantina MX Football Podcast back for another episode. I'm your host, Jaime Landeros, and we'll be recapping last week's fixtures. There's one going on right now with America León. But before I go any further, let me welcome in Joel. Joel, how are we doing? Greetings, Jaime. Lots, lots to talk about this week. Lots of... Uh... Lots of news. Lots of news going on. We're back on on YouTube streaming this lively, and uh, we just had to use the uh, the Chicharito thumbnail for this one. Uh, he's not doing so well, with Galaxy. <laughs> They're calling him the Chichadiva. Oh man, yeah. Um, I think that photo basically summarizes his move to the MLS. He is. <laughs> <laughs> he's struggling he's not even starting and uh we're starting to see his well he's an imposter man <laughs> oh snap i don't I... he's getting exposed now nah, he's not an imposter but i don't know he's not doing so well yeah i think it's 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 the mental aspect i think he's not there uh we saw it with rafa marquez when he when he joined the Red Bulls and he was nowhere near as good as he could be, you know, and he had to come back to Mex. And I think, wait, was he in Pachuca at first? Who, Rafa? When he returned? He yes. went to uh, Grupo Pachuca, he went to Leon and he won. Yeah, but then, uh, yeah, then at Leon, though, that, that's where he... He finally, like, se puso las pilas. So it took him a while to be like, you know, I, you know, I, I still, even though I'm not in, in Barça, you know, I'm not in the, in the top flight, in the, in the, the cream of the cream. Uh, there's no reason I can't enjoy this or, or keep, keep doing my best. And uh, he ended up going to World Cup and, and even playing in Italy for two more seasons. He won. And, and think, uh, he won back-to-back titles with Leon, and then yeah, yeah, he did get picked up by uh, Wellas Verona. Yeah, and and you know, but but you had you had those years where he just it, it seemed like he was done, and that's that's sort of where Chicharro kind of kind of sad, where where it's like like he was in the big teams in the Man U in the Real. And then all of a sudden, like, it's mid-table teams. And then it's like, he's in MLS. And I don't know if it's, it's like, his motivation is lacking now where he wasn't called up to the national team for the for the friendlies that they just played. And then for the Galaxy's latest match, he wasn't even a starter. They benched him. And so it's like, it's, it's not looking good for him. And I, for me, it's it's... It's you know where he's at, his mental aspect, and, and I know a lot of fans have attacked his uh, his guru, right? He has like a a motivational guy living with him. Uh, como se llama ese pinche cabrón? Um, <laughs> I forgot his name. That's <sighs> he has a weird name, but ball guy. Ever since he started to link up with him, it's been it's been a shit show. Yeah. Um, Seems downhill, yeah, and and. He he just seems 
he just his head doesn't seem to be in 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 the game anymore. It's okay. You know, we we saw he had his YouTube channel. I don't know how that's going. Naked humans. Uh, yeah. And and then uh, he was he would what he would stream his Call of Duty games. Ah, we have Cheekies coming back to the uh, to the podcast, man. Yeah, he's he's been off for a while. Like he hasn't been on Warzone for a while, so he he is pretty entertaining. But he just goes like crazy and starts yelling and stuff. And <laughs> um, two things I'd like to note, uh, mention, uh, kind of going on uh, Rafa Marquez's career. He mentioned that his move to uh, New York Red Bull was the worst decision he made in his career. He said he had um, offers from various European clubs, including Juventus. And he thought that he didn't, you know, he was at the like end of his career. So that's why he took the, the money. But he's, he, he said he miscalculated that and he still had something left in the tank. So pretty interesting on that. And then with Chicharito, they paid ten million to get him over to Galaxy, and he's making six million uh, a year. So, damn, and he has one goal uh, all That's season long, and he missed a penalty That's if I'm not mistaken. You see, money money is the root of all evil, dude. We <laughs> talked about this before. Like Jeez. he's got to think Jeez. about his kids and all this stuff. You can, got, you can you give can me your check if you want. Then you can <laughs> money's evil. You could. And have fun Send. for your kids, man. And you don't want your kids to be some spoiled, spoon-fed, silver spoon-fed, like little white Mexican from Guadalajara. You want them to, you know, to to be tough a little bit, to go through some adversity in life, and just have everything easy. So well, and his yeah, like I I agree with the Rafa Marquez. I mean, he, that was a mistake. Chicharito might have the same thing later on. Later on, a few years, he might say, "Yeah, that was a mistake. I should have like." Toughed it out, not took well, the easy road. You, you know, I, I should have listened to my I, wife. <laughs> no, she probably wanted to go. She probably wanted the, the LA life. I think Joel mentioned, you know, she's like the model type yeah. and all this stuff. Yeah. She was complaining well, about but... uh, not having Uber Eats in Sevilla, and that's why they left. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that's real? That's real. Man. Yeah, it was on the they Naked Humans. Mm hmm. Okay. They were having, Damn. They were well, having, I mean, it's, yeah, it's. They were having dinner, and she was bitching about you know oh yeah in sevilla we were in london like a world-class city and now we're in sevilla and we're like back in the stone age because you know I... well it's an it's an old it, it's an old city and so it depends in some areas if you are you know it's it's like it's old like the like way back when and so it's like it wasn't made for cars like to have to have um <laughs> you know it's little streets and there's certain sections where where like just cars don't go in there you have to walk um but and then as you know difference london being it got bombed during the war so they had to rebuild so they made the the wider streets but oh man i i think you know going into there was a mistake that that's i, I mean i i Link it up to your mentality because I don't think Vela will say the same, you know. But that's that's kind of what he found what he was looking for coming coming to LA, and so I, I don't think that that was the thinking with with Chicha. I, I think I think you guys are right. He probably came because of the wifey, because 
Because maybe his guru was like, you know, come to L.A. And <laughs> He's like, L.A.? This, this, oh, I can, you know, I can brainwash some more people out here. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a place to be. And and he probably did that, you know. But but I still at the same time, since he left the Leverkusen, I think that was that was his mistake, leaving, leaving Leverkusen. Um, I mean, he didn't flop at West Ham. Um, not to say that he had an amazing career at West Ham, but he... no, but but you know he arrives in in his former coach that oh. didn't want him. Man, you well, think... <laughs> yeah, his, the coach that got you know the coach at the time that had West Ham, you know they were going it was going well, and then and then uh, he got canned, and then they brought in Moyes, and then it went downhill from there. But um, the the thing about Javier's career, I've like followed it very closely, and. Um, the, 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 what I'm hearing now, and it's really coming to a shock to me is, is the ego, you know, they're saying that he's a mega, like he has a super huge ego in the locker room. And I didn't know that about Chicha, uh, Chicha, you know, he was this humble kid from Guadalajara when he was at Manchester United, he was always in, in the interviews putting, it was all about the team. He's like, yeah, my goals are cool, but it's all about the win. And then something happened, man. When he went to Madrid, you know, se le suyo, it went to his head. Uh, he was hanging out with, you know, Ronaldo and all these like superstars and he landed in a superstar team. And I think from there, that's when he changed, man. Cause there, there was uh, reports that in the locker room in Bar Leverkusen and at West Ham and now apparently in galaxy, he has like a super huge ego. So I think that's very interesting. Yeah. That, that was the report and that, that he only talks to Jonathan and he, and he speaks English, English. like fluently. <laughs> I don't know. Here's Didn't he just have a second kid? Here's the deal. <laughs> Let's hear it. Here's the here's here's the deal. Um, he he talks to his teammates, but he yells at him on the field mm-hmm. out of frustration. That is true. Thinks, you know, he's the main dude of the team. If anything goes wrong, or if he doesn't get an opportunity, it's because his teammates aren't providing it for him. Or they're not up to his level. Wow. So you mean it's like of that that's you mean that's like your his perception of things? Or or are you mm-hmm. defending him? No, I'm saying that's that's the way he is, man. Mm. And it's partly because ever since you know, maybe maybe like in Real Madrid, like you're saying, after that, if he didn't perform as well, he started seeing a lot of criticism. And I think the uh what was his phrase? Imaginemos cosas chingonas. So after that, people, you know, he started getting media criticism. Then he started not talking to the press. And then going to MLS, the criticism got even bigger. Mm-hmm. And then this is where his mental coach came into the picture. You know, we already know he reads all the replies. He responds on Instagram Live to all the fans and stuff. And he, Wait, Chicharro or, or his guru? No, his, no his... Chicharro. He puts him down. He oh. defends himself. He reads every single... You know how you're not supposed to read the replies? He reads every single reply. Wait, who reads all the replies? Ch- Chicharro or his... Chicharro. I, I have oh, seen Chicharro do. respond to Instagram comments and Twitter. Yeah, they both they both read it. And they... and they. Jeez, almost take hours, man. <laughs> I mean, not all of them, but, you know... They don't. They don't just like ignore every single yeah. one. And even if a hater comes on the scene, they'll respond to that. They'll justify their reasoning it's and their crazy. life to some like unknown dude, instead of just being like on another level, like uh, just ignore the stuff. 
And so that yeah. goes into his head. And so he's trying to justify and feel self-conscious about all these haters and then his teammates and stuff. And uh, and I don't think he is like a I don't think he's fully thinks he's a diva, but he's just like uh Girl, I I could I could see on Monterrey probably you know making a bid for Chicha and bringing him bringing him back to Liga MX. You mean Chivas? He won't play for another team but Chivas. No, man, come on. Nope. I I am a Chivas is I, not going to pay him 6 million, no, uh, they're not you gonna, know, they're that's... not going to pay him, but I am 100% convinced that if he goes back to Liga, Liga MX, which is becoming more and more of a, a of a possibility, I think the only team he would play for is Chivas. I don't think he's that stupid where he would he would do Chivas dirty that way. How is it doing them dirty? They they just they won't be able to afford him there. Because he said that he would he's, return one day. And uh Yeah, when he's when he's he's thirty two, when he's like thirty seven or something. Nah, nah, he, he's gonna he'll, <laughs> he'll play his last look his last his goodbye tour and we, that's it. We saw what happened with Giovanni Dos Santos, you know. He uh they got they they said yeah, but he, he he came for free though. Yeah, I know I know he came for free, but I can see a similar uh, similar role for for Javier. I know I can see Galaxy's not sending him out for free, man. No, I, I no, really I mean, doubt it. I don't know how long of a contract he signed. Um, I want to say it's I don't know two three years. I don't know how long the contract is, but oh, it's a three year contract. So realistically, I can see him going. At, uh, you know, maybe when there's one year left on his contract and his value is degraded. I could see him returning to Chivas and ending his career there. I really don't see how that's not realistic. I don't think well, uh, I, I, I don't think a big team like Tigres or Monterrey or you know would would try and go for it. This is the thing: if he's unhappy, then the Galaxy is going to try to get rid of him. He can't be unhappy. And, they're paying but, six million, but, bro. <laughs> like yeah, they're, but he's, they're going to have to. They're going to they're going to have to play him. Like there's there's no way. You know, there's no way they just let him like sit on the bench. He's gonna have yeah, to but they, 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 they could have like a clause. Yeah, he was benched the last game, but there's usually a contract clause. But, but I mean, he could be he could agree to it as well, you know, because it could hurt him more if he if he just stays there and he's not producing, and then that just other teams are not gonna wanna your your value is just gonna drop really hard. So, so you know, a lot of players would be like, "All right, I'll, I'll opt out of my my wages or whatever." So, anyways, um, I doubt it, man. He just got a kid in the way, you know. His wife's loving L.A. He's he's got a house there. <laughs> There's no way that you pry him out of L.A. Galaxy. He's gonna have to, you know, pull up his his tidy whities eat his wheaties, and and go back into training and start earning his his spot again. It's the MLS, bro. It's not like he went to freaking, you know. In, he, like, he can do it. I'm sure he can figure it out. He's just in a, yeah. he's in a funk right now. He's in a very bad funk. But I, I'm I was just hypothetical here. If 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 it was to like just get worse, and so then I, I do think it would be like Monterrey that would that would snatch him up. They would be, be like we, be we could cover we Dude. could cover the cost. His whole family from Guadalajara moved to like Manchester. There's no way that he goes to any other team in Mexico but home. There's no way. 
I, I like I'll like, put anything on there, bro. There's no way he plays for any other team but Chivas if he goes to Leon Mekis. There's no way. Okay, but see that's that's Huh? Monterrey or Guadalajara. What's what's nicer place to live since he wants the luxuries and stuff? Um, I mean Guadalajara's his home, bro, so I don't think he would I don't think that's even part of the conversation. Well, I think later on, like if he's about to end his career, like to go out with a bang, he'll go to Chivas. But right now, he's still sort of like in he's his, thirty-two. Not not in his prime, but he's, he's thirty-two. Sort of like still, he's still you know, got. He's yeah. still got. I think three he, years. Uh, this this MLS season has been weird, you know, because it stopped, you know, like two weeks into the season. So you can kind of throw this one away and then give him a do-over for twenty twenty-one and see you know see where he ends up. And also the coach. Um, let's see what happens with the coach. Who's his coach? Now, things not looking too good for Guillermo uh, Barros Esqueloto, Argentine, oh. former Boca player. And yeah, that team's not doing too good. They were on like on a six game, on a six game uh, losing streak or winless streak. They 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 did win their last game. Uh, they but, beat Vancouver, but they were defeated yeah. by the uh, their rivals up north over here in San Jose. <laughs> they lost four zero. Is pretty pretty convincing. So yeah. So Chicha. So so um, just to put an end on the Chicha talk, you guys see him staying for next season. I think so. Um, I mean, again. They have a three-year contract unless they find some clause where they can just fire him. I think he's going to stay put for at least another season. And then from there, maybe they'll they'll try and renegotiate him and talk him out of being a DP and giving him like a 100K salary or some shit. <laughs> it's just, you know, he literally took a pay cut to go to Sevilla. So, I mean, it, it was just so weird that he... Six months later, he's like, "All right, I'm just gonna go to MLS and call it a day." Like, there's a little, yeah, they, there's a little bit of him that had, still wants to compete. You can tell. The league, the league here had been scouting him. I mean, he was mm-hmm. the target for the Galaxy. I mean, not the for LAFC. LAFC. Yeah, that he was their 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 main target That's before right. Vela, but That's he, right. he turned them down just for just uh, for marketing purposes, mostly. But- well, yeah, I mean, well, yeah, because he's Mexican. The he's the big, he's the biggest Mexican player, you know. Of course, they're, they're going to go after him. At the time, at the time, <laughs> not yeah, anymore. they wanted to, they want they wanted to make a splash. Um, but I think they achieved that with Vela, and I think it worked even better for them, just because of how he ended up doing. He hasn't been playing, uh, so we'll see. We'll see what happens with with Vela, man, because. Vela, Where if he decided to hang it up, man? Carlos, He's like, I'm done, dude. I, I really don't want this to be an MLS podcast, but I will say congratulations to <laughs> Vela for having uh, India. I guess he named his kid India. So he just became a dad Chicha, again. Chicha also had another kid, though, right? I know there was one in the oven. I don't know if... if yeah, it... I think you already... Really? Yeah. Oh. We're turning into a cheese mesh show, like do the end. ESPN. No, I think it, it it could be part of it. Like maybe he's going through some of this stuff, you know. 
where Maybe he's not. Yeah, there's the definitely war song. There's definitely because uh, Memo Choa also streams and he didn't start today. I don't know what's. No, he's injured. <laughs> Come on, guy. <laughs> he's yeah. been injured. He's, he's he's gonna miss. I think he's, he'll probably. Good chance he he's out for the rest yeah. of the season. This is what happens when you, okay. you you don't listen to the podcast, man. You miss out. <laughs> yeah, I watch, his, I watch his stream more than I watch him play. Him. Yeah, he. <laughs> there was a big controversy because you know the selection barred him and brought him back all banged up. So Piojo had a <laughs> had an issue with uh, Tata for that. My bad. My apologies. <laughs> well, I mean that that could cost him. That could cost America, you know, because it's it's um he's he's just such a such an important player and one of those keepers that 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 could help you win some tough matches because he's 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 got that type of skill man where he'll make some key saves and and to lose to lose a a goalkeeper of that caliber and now you're relying on on a bench you know that that could that could cost him you know yeah so yeah i would i would be pissed but i mean to an extent, because it's not like the selection wants to injure him on purpose. Of course not. And uh, speaking about America, Jornada 14, match day 14, is officially over as of eight minutes ago. Uh, Leon actually ended up winning this one against America 3-2. So they remain in first place now with 33 points. See, yeah. there you go, man. And if Ochoa was there, it could have been a draw, you know? You don't know. Well, America hasn't had the best defense this season, and we talked about that. Um, but yeah, obviously he's he's a veteran, and I don't even know who their backup goalkeeper is. I mean, you rather have Ochoa back there, um, and that will put America out of the top four. So now they are in fifth position. They're in fifth. Fuera piojo hashtag first. fuera piojo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and well, and you know, she was only three points, three points from America. That's right. Uh, we're gonna go over the the Jornada fourteen scores. Um, I guess we can we can talk about Chivas because they did have their little brother play against them on Saturday. And uh, if you guys did not watch the game, the scoreline was very very misleading. Uh, it ended up being three two final score. However. Uh, at one point, Chivas were up 3-0. And by one point, I mean 85th minute, Chivas were up 3-0. Um, we had a unfortunate referee who, for some reason, wanted to give Atlas every opportunity they could <laughs> to tie the game. Uh, they called two very, very soft penalty calls. And luckily, Gudinho saved one of them, which ended up being the big difference maker because... Uh, Atlas ended up scoring two goals, um, another penalty call, and this time Malcora scored that. So 3-2 final score uh, in the Clásico de, de Guadalajara. Yeah, good good win. And we talked about the podcast, the importance of Chivas winning that match. Mm-hmm. And because, because their next games are going to be pretty tough, they host Cruz Azul, which, which I... Could could Very not be up. as 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 tough as as, yeah. as I mean Cruzul is still one of the, the stronger teams, but they've they've hit a rough patch recently, and so 
I guess Chivas playing them at home is, is you know, it's it's a plus. And then they play Pumas on the road, and then they close at home against Monterrey. So yeah. these last three games, they're against teams ranked higher. But I'll say that having two home games helps them a bit. But I think they got a, just with this big win, they got a pretty good cushion of finishing, you know, in Liguilla spot. But they're, they're in... Um, they're almost, they're uh, I think, one point away from being mathematically, like, in Liguilla. So, in? Yeah. Yeah, well, and, you know, because if it's at, you know, because Liguilla's all the way to 12. Yeah. But, but, like, if we were just to look at it, top eight, I think she was... Has a good chance of finishing top eight, and and it it's it's a, kind of embarrassing. You're talking about Chivas because it's <laughs> should be grande. It should be it should be fighting the top the top first place. We shouldn't be celebrating a top eight finish, but it's been three years, man. Yeah, without a without Liga, it's yeah. without Liga, which means you can't even finish top eight. Yeah. So it's uh, rather embarrassing, but this is where we're at. This is this is where we're at with Chivas, where it's like, it's like um, it's like I, when uh, high schools decided that you know D is now considered passing. That that's basically what's <laughs> happening now with with the yeah. La Liga Mekis. You went from eight teams to now twelve. All right, D is passing. <laughs> Go on, D, get out D of here. Minus. <laughs> I, I would I would say, you know, you know, Jaime, I would say the eighth place was passing with a D. Twelfth place is passing with like a D minus. <laughs> almost almost F plus, dude. F plus. <laughs> uh, I mean you're you're not but, wrong. You're not wrong. But 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 um I think this is this would be big uh for like you know, showing that 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 with Pelias, you know, at the helm and and guiding the team that it's it's already it's it's getting pretty good you know it's 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 a big improvement from not being yeah. able to qualify and and like and you, finishing you mentioned too that this uh international break was going to really help Vucetich out just for having number one players rested because this whole season's been rushed and they've been playing like two games a week so having a two week break a break or more like 10 days of just being able to train, recover, and having majority of his squad. I mean, the only player that did go to yeah. Europe was Tiba, uh Sepulveda. But everybody else was there. And you could tell that the team was cohesive in that in that victory against Atlas. However, the shit show with the defense in the last, you know, five yeah. minutes was terrible. But for the most part, Vucetic will appreciate this. Yeah, and they, they scored three goals, which is not bad. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've gotten used to a Chivas that doesn't score that much uh but yeah and and it's you know we talk about the the goal differential so they're at three you know they have yeah they're in the positive which is which is good yeah because like toluca for example that's well let's go to 12 12 puebla they're minus four Mm -hmm. so i would i would say that that's that's a good so let's see what happens but uh pumas let's talk pumas they're in second. They they beat they, they beat, beat Toluca one zero. And it was yeah, and, and, it, and it was an own goal. You know who the, I just realized Toluca's coach is uh, uh, Carlos Morales. Yeah, yeah. Young you, little fella. Well, sort of young little fella, but uh, 
taking taking the L for the team. On he's, an well, he, yeah, he was he's interim, so he's interim coach. Chinkies again. Um, you see, you don't listen to our podcast. <laughs> so what happens when it's, you start hurting. you stop hanging out with us, man? It's, it's, it's hurting. My, <laughs> is he not the coach? Hitting me on the fields, Chinkies. Is he is he not the coach? Is no. he not the coach? Yeah, yeah, but we talked. We talked about it. Yeah, we talked about it last week. <laughs> we, <laughs> we talked about he's the interim, and they, they gave him a shot because we were we were talking about why Toluca sacked Chepo and how it's unlike uh, Toluca to just sack coaches like that, uh, and and obviously there was some problems going on there. Chepo didn't talk, so we don't know. But but the fact that they left an interim. To me, it says that at least they show some of the serious in their part of not rushing in and just like going the Mazatlan route and, and get Thomas Boy. <laughs> it's just whoever they could grab, just just throw him in there. Um, yeah. So uh, I don't expect them to get a big uh, a big signing or anything. It's probably just be another recycle. No, no. Toluca has, dude. They brought in. They had Tolo Gallego, who was. You know, in Argentina, he's he's like a known coach. They had Beckerman, you know, at one point. They Am did. I confusing Beckerman with going to Tigres? No, he, Beckerman, was he also? Beckerman coached uh, both Toluca and Tigres. Okay, there you go. See, I wasn't. And then he went to Colombia. My mind plays tricks on me. <laughs> my, my mind plays big tricks on me, Jaime. Sometimes it. Yeah, he was at Toluca. So, yeah. So, I mean, they've, they've had. They've had pretty good coaches, man. It's not like Chepo's a good coach too. It's not like he, you know, Where's he's Juan? has Where's Juan he has to that. <laughs> he, you want look, man. You you could just go off his numbers. So I mean, he's been unfortunate, but if you look at his numbers, like, I mean, he has three league championships. Not that many that's, coaches can claim that. That's that's more for than you know coaches that have been in the league for. You know, twenty. La Volpe years. only had one. Y este, uh, ¿cómo se llama? Uh, Romano. Romano, he was like in the league for so has, long. No, yeah, I don't think he ever. He never won. He got close, but then remember he lost in uh, penalties. Oh yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, did La Volpe even win one? Of course he did with Toluca. No, he he was sent. He was sent to. Uh, the national team, so he didn't finish the season. It was uh, mm. I don't know if he won with Atlante. No, I'm Way pretty back. sure he won one, dude. There's no way. Yeah, it was with Atlante back in 92, 93. So that's the only one he, the only he has. And, um, and then I would... I would give it to him for Toluca. I don't know why he didn't just stay and finish the season. And it was Granolati. I don't know how much input was there, but he should have. He could have had two. But I mean, since wow, since since that, just one. So I mean, I I think we're quick as fans to discredit a lot of these coaches and say that they suck. But it's it's not easy, man. So he what he achieved, and and then just because I think the know, so. with with Chepel, it'll always be the one you know the thing that you put an asterisk next to his career will will always be like how he he royally cocked it at the selection. 
same for Ojitos Mesa. You know, it's just it, they just couldn't. Well, you know, they couldn't do oh, it. But it's okay. Well, I'm glad you bring. <laughs> I'm glad you bring up Mesa because it. He was very successful, and then and then uh, you know if you saw his teams, Toluca Toros Mesa was one of my favorite teams to watch, and I loved it even more that Chivas destroyed them because <laughs> for the league. But um, Toros was you could call them the the champions without a crown, man. If you guys could YouTube some of their goals, one of my favorite they scored. I don't know if it was three or four back heels in a row. Oh yeah! Wow! Yeah, like in a row, dude. Like just back heel, back heel, back heel, and then some dude just guns it from outside the box. Uh, but this team was just fun to watch. One time they came out to uh, take pictures, and they're all wearing. Halloween masks. <laughs> and another time, they all just shaved their head bald. I said, Turco Mohammed was there. Piojo was there. Uh, it, it was, Mohammed, it was just... Yeah, Mohammed. Este... There's another pl- player that... It was from like... Uh, he's from Europe. I forgot his name. Who? At the Toros Nessa team. They had a, he had a European player. He was like... You? I forgot his name, man. I'll have to look it up, but... I remember. Are you saying Lusenhoff? Was it him? But he was Argentine. Lusenhoff. Was he? It's oh. not the sounding name, but he was Argentine, the defender. Mm. But, yeah. And, uh, but, 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 wait, or am I confusing with Toluca? Anyways, uh, <laughs> that, that Toros Nesa team was fun to watch. And so, Minojitos goes to the selección. Everyone's thinking, man, if he has a national team playing like that, you know, we're in for some good times, and yeah, the it was it was late, a beating, man. It's brutal. The late nineties, Toluca were a nightmare. They won three titles under Ojitos Mesa, ninety eight, ninety nine, two thousand, and then when he uh, he he failed at that selection, he went to Pachuca and won a uh, Conca Champions over there. So, oh, two of them back to back. So yeah, Ojitos have he's got a good, you know. Yeah, well, no, like like you said, after after his debacle with the selection, after it went bad, he he just he had a hard time. He had a hard time um, getting back on track, and he jumped around through a bunch of teams, you know. So he like you could say he he finally managed to to do something which was. Uh, Pachuca, man, he won. Uh, he won a league in 2007, and then he won the um, the Champions Cup. So he he finally won some silverware, and and uh, oh, back to back. Yeah, you said it. Yeah, um, yeah, he won a lot with Toluca, and then and he won the Sudamericana. I didn't know that was him, uh, but yeah, it, it took well, him a while to. I thought Pachuca won yeah. that in '04, no. Say so six oh, right six. oh that's right so it took him a couple years man but he finally bounced back and and then after that he, he sort of disappeared again but he got the cheese touch like uh chepo did <laughs> still yeah, seen, no, you ever seen diary of one kid no the cheese touch yeah never mind <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a kid show but uh, yeah, man, it's like a, it's like curse. He got cursed, dude. He got and cursed. I don't, I don't yeah, think that'll ever go away. Like the Chepo, the Chepo image. Yeah. Of the national team. 
that's never that's like that's, no that's i mean they friendly. can because because like we're, we're showing it with ojitos same um, as with you know, man it it, 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 it make it make or breaks you you know i mean we we talk about what a failure Hugo Sanchez was too with with the Olympics with the they didn't even qualify for the Olympics but that that game itself yeah. is just it's one of the most embarrassing games I've ever seen and oh yeah and and that and, and unfortunately it, it it just erases everything else that they did well with their career because you think about Wait, his, his Copa America was one of the best he hasn't coached since right he hasn't even. Uh, no, he went well, to Spain. Like he'll, he'll... He went to Spain. Well, like, yeah, he okay, went yeah, and he did. Little, he did good. That was a short little thing. That was like no, but he, he did minor. good. He, he did. He went to Al Almeria. <laughs> That's minor. That's minor, man. That's minor. Because <laughs> all, all the hype he, he was talking, he was talking about like he wants to coach uh, Real Madrid. And, oh yeah, you know, do big things, but that's it's like nothing, man. He's been on Picante or whatever for like the longest. He hasn't. I mean, it's, nothing he, has panned out, and it's all a result because of that. Man. It, it, it there was a point where. He was one of the candidates for, you know, potentially coaching Madrid, but it was never like gonna be a serious thing. Well, it was. I remember. I remember because some people were bringing his name up, but it was like as interim or just to finish the season, and they didn't they name some some other dude that just crashed and burned really bad. Yeah, but it's just it's it, ruthless, man. It just it's goes ruthless, to show, man. Like, it's like La Selección, man. It's it's just it will make or break you. I mean, we, I think Cheeky's uh, wanted to say something about Raúl Jiménez maybe later on in the show, but this guy scoring all these yeah. goals for Wolves and what's he doing for La Selección? People were hating, like <laughs> on, on the game. People were hating the haters because, like, some people were saying, "Okay, Raúl," you know, they're hating on him, and then people were saying, "He's got he's got all these assists, like he's 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 uh, making the plays and stuff." Um, but yeah, we could talk. I mean, I don't, I want to like, I want to go into something real quick and hopefully yeah. this is not too off topic, but this goes into like the Hugo Sanchez and the Chepo because any bad thing like the Olympics or the world cup failure, like can tarnish you so bad. Um, and especially like if you're Mexican and you're trying to be on the world scene, I saw this tweet just now about, uh, Lampard referring to Christian Pulisic being American. And um, let me just read this quote. He says, I could see right away that Frank Lampard's idea of Christian Pulisic was shaped a lot by the fact he was an American and not that his football education came from a lot from what was happening in Germany. And, and so he had to sort of like grow, grow on him. Christian Pulisic had to grow on Lampard, but he was in debt or like on a negative because he was American. And I think that's the same way of, uh, I think of uh, Chucky over there with uh, Gattuso. Like Gattuso's probably like, this guy's a Mexican. What is, what is, what is he going to do? And then what? Chucky had to, Chucky had to like come up and say, okay, Mexi Mexican, like if you're Brazilian, okay, you got to No, no, Chucky. I think, I think you're, you're, you're pissing no, off the pot there with Gattuso, man. <laughs> I don't. I don't think Gattuso is going to bend the knee if you're a Brazilian. You come on. Nah, in. dude, come like, on. Yeah, man, you're starting. You're Brazilian. You got the clout Look, already. Chiquis, you do know that's the truth, man. I I do think that we are an unproven commodity in Europe, and and we even though we come out from Mexico, you know, big fish, little pond. You go to Europe, and you're just you're you're nothing. 
yeah, you got to prove yourself. So, I mean, you can't be doing like what Chucky did at first, if that's true. Like he was, uh, you know, not putting his best. You got to prove yourself hard, and 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 it's glad. Like recently, we're seeing him do that. He's scoring. He's scoring, and he's even hugging Gattuso, and that's good to see. But you had to put. You have to put in the work. You have to. Oh prove yeah, yourself. for sure. Whereas other people no, don't necessarily have to do that. They've done it sort of with their nationality. No, I, I think you're. you're... So, I don't you know, might man. be reaching that's a little that's, bit, that's but. Close. That's a some, fact, I, I, there's some butt hurt there, Chickies. I don't think. I don't. I don't think, <laughs> I don't, I don't think this, it applies as much. The whole, the whole. Lampard's oh, words prove it. Lampard's words prove it. No, but you're that's American. Lampard. But you but know, you're going you know soccer. It's not just Lampard. I bet you it's a ton of coaches in Europe. If they, if I don't. They, it's like going for a lottery. Like like if you, if you are given, uh. If you're given uh, ten uh, Mexican players and ten uh, Brazilian players, how many of them are you gonna? Nah, man. Team? But see, talent, talent is talent, though. So when when I, 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 my my thing is is with your comment on Gattuso, because Chucky is a talented player. He's not some kid that that Napoli picked up. They paid forty million, so yeah. he's not gonna see him as. Oh, this dude, this dude, because he's Mexican. That that was never the issue. Catuso just saw that this dude was just, you know, pussyfooting that. He wasn't like, correct. you know, he wasn't like going boss to the wall. So he, I agree. you know, and, and we, we talked about how he kicked him out of a training before it even started. Because he I probably agree. saw him like with making a stink face or whatever. And he's like, hey, get the fuck on then. I don't want you here. And, and, and but so what we're seeing now is, is dude, Chucky's killing it. I think he scored two goals just as yeah. uh, right on Sunday. Oh yeah. So I, I so I, I think with, with, you know, I, I, I agree with you. I, I do think like for the average player, they would, they're not going to give as much of a chance if you're Mexican, then if you're like Brazilian or Argentine, because if you said they're more proven, but I think when you have a player like like a Chucky or Raul, whatever, some that have already looked good and and have a, you know, they have more like vitrina, you could say, then I don't think they're gonna. It's, I don't think it's to that point. It's it's where easier it's like Gattuso. oh, cause, cause... it's easier for Gattuso to discard him. If he does a stink face, or if he doesn't play, oh hell! Whereas no whereas man, that's for cheekies. A Brazilian, he would be more tolerant. Not you, not if you, you have a forty million price tag, cheekies. He was Napoli's not, most expensive we, transfer, dude. Yeah. And we talked, we, we talked about it here. How it's mm-hmm. like where we were surprised because it's like you're not gonna sell him for forty million mm-hmm. just because of everything that's going on. So we were surprised. Like, is this dude trying to get rid of him? That's like I could see the directiva at one point being like, "Whoa, dude, we just we just put this much money right here, yeah, you know." And I think I think it was just tough love, and and, and it, it worked. Proven that yeah. it was exactly tough love. It worked out for Chucky. He's a he's a professional. This isn't his first rodeo. He didn't go from Pachuca all the way to to Napoli. No, he was a PSV. He he earned his stripes there. He also scored against Germany in the World Cup. I mean, this kid has experience. So he was able to just yeah. finally adapt to the defensive duties that Gattuso requires his wingers to do. 
And like you guys mentioned, he scored two goals over the weekend. He he he, uh, he gave them the win. And uh, I think he's going to have a great season over there in, in Italy. Uh, yeah. He finally won over. He finally won over. Like he finally beat the uh, xenophobic uh, attitude yep. of the Italian. <laughs> of the Italian <laughs> of the Italian. <laughs> and we no. Know the, we know about the Italians. <laughs> no, man. We know the Come Italians on. are worse than the Spanish. <laughs> and the Spanish called Google Sanchez the oh, no great Indian word, Indio word. How dare they? <laughs> the great Tlatoani? What was it? What were they calling it? You just call him No, I mean, that's that's the fans. Uh, and it's, for the most part, opposing fans. So, yeah, they're, they're more into the, you know, we're, we're going to get in your head. Type of thing. I'm not saying there's no races. There is, hmm. but that was that was that was a big part of the. That sounds you like know. Penduso back when he was playing to get in your heads. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's like firecracker. Uh, while we're on the topic yeah. of uh, European players abroad, there's no, another game today that sparked my interest. It was Biesla Loco Biesla versus. Uh, Raul Jimenez and the Wolverhampton Wanderers, and Raul ended up being the difference maker, scoring the game winner. They won one zero, but it was not easy, and I think Leeds had a had a pretty decent showing. But uh, I saw the goal. I saw the goal. Yeah, it was uh, it was uh, to this view, but Jimenez made it happen, man. He he carried the ball, you know, dribbled through a couple players, and took the shot. So it was a lucky. A lucky deflection, but <laughs> dude, good three points right there. And he doesn't like it's. It's amazing. Like it's very few games where he doesn't make such a huge impact. And he, I won't, I won't say he didn't make a, an impact during the national team games, but um, it wasn't as much. And it seems like so consistent. I remember even two years ago where we were all hyped about Raúl Jiménez on the national team, and uh, and nothing like really big came about from it it's true i think even since uh even since his uh chilena which was against panama that was years ago but uh we're waiting for like a big explosion i agree it's, not happening, but it's, it's happening on that on the on the club level but on the national I mean, he'll get the assists and stuff and he'll play well um he scored the penalty uh yeah uh, for you know against holland ended up being the decisive he but he did yeah. He missed a few shots. I mean, he missed yeah, a few opportunities. He, he missed a sitter. Uh, and then he did score against uh, Panama in the uh, uh, last November. He scored uh, scored twice. So he it's just he just hasn't been the the. He's not like Chicharito, where Chicharito just literally like was lightning in a bottle and just kept scoring and scoring and scoring. Raul's a different player. He's more of a he's more of a target man. You know, he plays to his back towards the goal sometimes, and he's a tall yeah. guy, so he sets up everybody else for success, and that's allowed our uh, you know Tegatito to to shine. And um, I, I would like to see him play alongside like uh, a nine, you know, like Macias or you know just another striker to to help him out. Yeah, no, I I think we can't, you know, as fans, see what Raul is doing at at Wolves and expect him to play the same 
at with the selection. It it doesn't always translate the same, you know. His functions could be different. What the coach asks of him could be different. Especially because we don't have a linebacker like Adamane <laughs> Triori, man. That guy's a freaking. <laughs> it looks like a running back for the NFL, man. We don't have a player built like that. We need. The one gives him all the assists. We need more Clembuterol. <laughs> <laughs> tacos burritos dude uh some other player that had action this weekend in europe was tecatito corona uh they he ended up getting goal in that game as well against sporting it was a 2-2 draw but tecatito is probably our best player right now if i'm talking about form he's probably our most informed player with raul he's just on another level right now surprised that no one no one picked him up from porto man but you know, if it's no, if he's no, there, um, why not? Just keep it. You know, Martin. Martin was uh, tweeting about that, and he, what he said, it made a lot of sense. And he said how because he has a high price tag, and that Porto wouldn't wouldn't budge right now, as far as like lowering. Oh, okay. And and it's it's a lot of clubs right now. You know, the whole COVID stuff and all that. Yeah. So a lot of clubs haven't been spending that much money. And I think that also hurt um, JJ Mack from leaving. You know, I think a lot of this desmadre that happened. Possibly, yeah. Yeah, put a pause on, put a halt in some of this, some of these transfers. And so he's saying now his contract's about to, you know, expire. And so that's when the teams are going to look to negotiate because mm. at this point, Porto will have to like, you know, go to the negotiating table or risk losing them on a, on a free transfer. So, and he's going to have the world at his stage on Wednesday as Porto will kick off the champions league match day one against Manchester city. So that'll be an Oof. exciting game for him to, run some circles around Man City's defense and uh, maybe give a, a tryout to a future team in the Premier League. Who knows? Yeah, is that where you would like to see him, Jaime? The um, Premiership? I know that there's a lot of steam picking up for him going to, like, Spain. I think the way he plays, it would probably fit Spain better. But then again, they have him kind of playing, like, right back. So, um, I don't know if, if England would would be the best the best move for him. But I would love to see him in the Premier League and, and playing with Raul at Wolves. I think that'd be an awesome awesome transfer for him. Chiquis, would you rather see him with Catuso? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think Spain would be good for him. I always Spain. Uh, I always fear that EPL with uh, guys like uh, like Chucky get hacked or something. Watch him end up in MLS, dude. Who Tegatito? The... <laughs> yeah. Nah, nobody can How's afford that? him, man. He's he's like forty forty million minimum. Eventually, like probably with every other other player that's gonna retire, will end up in MLS. That's the path. I just bought FIFA 21 and been playing it. I can't even afford Tecatito Corona right now, man. He's just, <laughs> are you, are he's, you playing as Chivas? 
I'm playing as cheap as I can't buy him, bro. I can't buy him. He's he want he demand the the transfer is forty something million, bro. I can't do it. But uh, yeah, he's doing great out there in Europe. Um, but yeah, definitely tune in Wednesday that Champions League, man. I'm glad it's it's coming back and it's the most competitive league and or tournament in the world, I think, alongside the World Cup. So I'm trying to see who else might have some action. Uh, from Mexico, uh, Bayern Munich will What's play against Atleti Madrid. What's up with Lainez, man? Is he uh, scored a little nice goal at the national team level there? Very nice goal. And, uh, yeah, so that's sort of a, an upside for him. Hopefully he continues. Uh, my phone informed me that he had a few scrap minutes against Betis. Uh, I'm sorry, against Sociedad. Um, I want to say he had maybe like 10, 20 minutes at most. So, uh, which is kind of crazy because Real Sociedad are actually in, in first place right now. It's kind of a weird year, man. Yeah. Without, uh, so ever since CR seven left Spain, it's like, eh, no, yeah, nobody, <laughs> nobody really watches, uh, La Liga. I mean, Messi is still there, but he's like, he, he tried to break up with Barcelona and that didn't work out. So, He's like he's like Cruz Azul compared to uh, to Barca uh, to uh, Cristiano, <laughs> <laughs> which poor, poor Ronaldo man. man, he's got COVID. How you holding up? I know you're a big Ronaldo fan. I still see him out there flexing on the Instagram with his six pack and stuff. So yes, he's, he's like Slatan. He just like lets it bounce off. Slatan's <laughs> you know? got it like twice. He's got he's had it like twice, right? I think CR7 at the very beginning, he, uh, I think him and Dybala had it, right? Dybala had it and his, and his, his wife or girlfriend, but I don't, Ronaldo didn't have it before. No, Ronaldo? Oh, okay. But as Slatin would say, I didn't catch COVID. COVID caught me. <laughs> <laughs> um, kind of bringing it back to Liga Mekis, uh, can go over some of the scores. The match day 14 kicked off with Atletico San Luis and a surprising result. They actually won and they beat Querétaro two to one. Um, it was a pretty late, late goal. So it was the 83rd minute. Pablo Barrera. That's a name I haven't heard in a million years. He scored the game winner. Remember, remember once upon a time when he was scoring goals for the, for Mexico and the gold cup. Yeah, he was. He was, he was one of the. Not, he was with Pumas last season, I believe, and he was still he was still balling. But uh, I think even Pumas had to get rid of that old dude. <laughs> yeah, he went to West Ham and just flopped. Um, despite that win, unfortunately, Atlético San Luis are still in last place with eleven points. Ouch! And... Yeah, horrible season for them. Minus twelve. Uh, Goal differential, so they have the worst, you know, the worst, um, you could say the worst defense of the league. And how about Querétaro? You know, you you uh, you lose to the team in last place, and you're right there behind them at twelve uh, twelve points, seventeenth position. So they uh, <laughs> they had like a weird fluke win, uh, if I'm not mistaken, against uh, Cruz Azul, right? I think that's been their highlight of the, of the season. <laughs> and, and, you know, 
San Luis, so 11 points. Puebla has 14 points. That means they could still make Liguilla. Oh, yeah, if you're looking at number 12. Yeah, that's yeah. that's correct, man. You're talking about the the dunce in the class, the one that has to wear the hat and sit in the corner. He still might graduate, man. <laughs> he might still pass the class. He, he hasn't turned in his homework last semester. With the F plus, man. <laughs> this guy's been flicking boogers at you all, all, all class, all, all, all season. You know, I, I ma- think ma- this this is what it's <laughs> flicking boogers. Um, I think this is what what the league was hoping for. You know, like as far as like excitement, like let's make it excite exciting. You know, man. Why even try, man? Why even try? I mean, if you're an Atlas fan, you know, I know it's become easy to to take shots, but I mean, there's a... thirteen, dude. They they got thirteen points. They're only one point. I mean, they're they're still in, in you know, they can still make the big dance. I don't know if you guys know this um, this reference, but Fatboy Slim, he has an album come. You've come a long way, baby. And the cover of the album is like this dude. He's like super fat. And uh, it says, I'm number one, so why try harder? You know, I'll, I'll send it to you guys so you guys can see it. But it's like you're in 12th position or you're in first place or you're in last place and the difference is three points. It's like, dude, why even try, man? I can still, I can still somehow squeeze into the 12th spot, get stuck with, uh, you know, in the first round, get stuck with the top team, the number one team, knock them out of the playoffs. And all of a sudden it's a completely different ball game, man. It's like, why even try? Ah, yeah, man. But I mean, this is, was that Chickies? I said mentality is such a a big deal in sports and in, in life in general. You gotta have this. You gotta have a strong mentality. Like if you're in the lower spots, you can't have that attitude. If you're in the higher but, spots, you can't be like, "Oh, I'm gonna coast." But yeah, if I agree, but it's like, why reward mediocrity? You know, if you're gonna let them squeeze in anyways, it's like this is the type of of like yeah league that you created mean, they, they wouldn't play the first place team oh they wouldn't no there's like a so the it's like it, a repechaje uh, it's like a repechaje so i mean you so you you i guess you just get like an extra match you get like a bye week like or something a wild, like yeah, a wild like card a type bracket. of thing okay it's like it's like the losers bracket. Like you're all you're all you guys are the losers. You guys play amongst yourself, and whoever wins, you can come play with the big boys. And- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the big boys. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to see how that works out. We have three jornadas left, and yeah, I mean, like you said, there's no one. Yeah. T- mathematically, no one's been eliminated just yet. <laughs> no, no, I and I think um. I'm gonna hold on to what I was saying that Cruz Azul to me they're still one of the favorites. Uh, I think Leon you have to consider them just consistent just because how they've been consistent. Pumas still up in the air for me. Uh, I think they'll put up a fight. 
but I just I wouldn't give them the the favorite etiqueta. Uh, not not above the teams I'm mentioning. Uh, I think America for me them losing Ochoa could hurt them, and so I, I I'll I'll knock him down a peg as far as like you know matching up against some of these other teams and one of the teams that lately has hit a stride is Tigres because they started they started pretty slow but they've have what four wins in a row yeah and the the big one and, uh, the big one being the the clasico against Monterrey yeah so yeah. um i'm actually checking out they've had a winning streak since match day 10 they beat santos 2-0 they beat queretaro yeah. uh then they had that victory against um Monterrey, they beat San Luis, yeah. and uh, they beat uh, Cruz well, Azul two zero. This is this is the impressive. Since beating Santos, they haven't allowed a goal. Oh wow! So two zero over Santos, three zero over Querétaro, two zero over Monterrey, three zero over San Luis, and two zero over Cruz Azul, and and they beat Cruz Azul on the road, which is you know. To me, it's big to beat that. I mean, they beat Monterrey and Cruz Azul, two two strong teams, but at least strong if you're looking at, at squad wise, squad, you know, yeah. yeah, top to bottom. So, and so I do think right now, Tigres, man, going into this Liguilla, they're probably and you talked about this, Jaime, how you you see teams they they get on fire right at the right moment. Oh and yeah. So. This is probably Tigres going super Saiyan, you know. Their <laughs> their hair's turning blonde, and they just their power levels are going over nine thousand, man. And uh, and so I mean, Tuca, if he wins it all, he could just retire, you know, man. Make, yeah, mic drop, and maybe he'll finally fucking smile. Jesus Christ, man! <laughs> I'm surprised he's actually made it to how old he is, because. I just—he's so angry all the time. Like even when they score, they always cut to his face, and he's just like yelling at them. I'm like, bro, live a little. So Tigres, Tigres, and they could continue their big trend because, well, at least for one more match, they're yeah. gonna have Juarez. Juarez, yeah. And then, and then America, who's, you know, I—I I, I don't know if they'll, if if they'll keep their their um at zero. You know, they'll they'll, they'll keep their their goal, their, their clean, clean sheet. sheet. Yeah, because uh, America's still at home, you, you know, you still gotta respect them. But then they close against Atlas, so I think. Uh, oh man, I think they could they they could make a strong, a strong push, push. you know, yeah. for 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 first place. Uh, but but I'm pretty sure they're gonna hold on to that to top three. I could see them easily holding on to top three, and um, they are currently the best offensive. Wait. Goals against. They're oh, they've conceded they're, they're, uh, only eleven. They're definitely no, up there, but but Le- we have a three-way tie. Leon. Nope, nope. Offensive goals oh, scored. Oh, offensive. I'm sorry. I thought you said defensive. Oh wait, wait. Leon, how many goals did they score? Because this thing's not marking it. Um. Oh no, I was looking defensively. So Leon has the best defense in the league with only eight goals allowed in 13 matches. But you are correct. Pumas, Tigres, and. America. No, Pelon just played, so they're at fourteen. What, oh, what that's they right. America by they did they did they did concede two goals and they scored three. They scored three, so they're so, at yeah. uh, 
They're 21 goals. Yeah, 21. They've scored. But Pumas, and, and here I was discounting them, man. They they have uh, 24 goals, same as Tigres and America. America still holding on to that. Uh, so those are the, the more offensive teams. Although they say defense wins championships. So uh, their own is... Cheekies. Cheekies is, uh, we've, we've entered the ASMR He's... section of our podcast. <laughs> Jeez, you have to bring me chocolates and flowers if you're going to talk to me like that. <laughs> <laughs> Take me to meet your uh, parents. Yeah, he, uh, he left. Oh, fancy you... dinner. Uh, <laughs> you still don't hear me. There we go. There, better, there we now. go. Saw you yeah, with your chocolates. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta defend my cat though, because Joel glossed over my cat, and then went on to the stripe. I, he went on I've to the been stripe. more positive about Pumas. You, you were like, no, dude, you went like, over this to is the not stripe. Gonna You're oh. praising the stripe cat. You're praising the stripe <laughs> cat, saying that they won. Like they haven't been scored on in the last five games. Yeah, been yeah. People that's... Um, the the Puma, the, the Puma's gonna beat the Chiva here in a couple of weeks. So that'll be the main victory. <laughs> That'll be the main victory that you guys can can enjoy. <laughs> oh, okay. And then we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with Tigres in the Liguilla. But I, that's what I foresee in the future here in uh, what's it two weeks? Chivas, uh, Chivas yeah. Uh, Pumas. Yeah. Yeah. No, my thing with Pumas is they're a team that if they have suspension or injury that could hurt them, just because their squad is not as deep. But I think this coach has them playing really good. Uh, Liliani and he came in as interim and it's it's he's been the revelation you could say he's the just give give just give it to him already man coach of the season you know <laughs> what he's done and with with the limited squad it's you know and hope hopefully he stays in Liga MX for a while right? especially if he has you know if he could maintain this you know this level of coaching, that's what a lot of Mexi fans ask for. Uh, but this dude worked for a long time. You know, we we went over his curriculum not too long ago, right here. He's been all over the place. Um, but yeah, I think those four, five, I think teams are are the most. Monterrey is the one that just they don't convince me. They're they're in. Uh, Sixth place, but I don't know, man. I feel like if the coin gets tough, Monterrey uh, knows how to turn it on, though. Um, kind of going over the scores, Necaxa beat Tijuana 2 0. Um, Necaxa and, and both Tijuana are, are sort of doing pretty bad. Tijuana's in 14th position, then you got Necaxa in, in 11th, just right there inside the the top 12 and then Monterrey, they actually ended up beating Puebla three, one on Saturday. So I, I think if they get, I mean, cause they got Funes Mori, man, you know what I mean? They have really good, they have Cesar Montes, they have uh, yeah. Charlie Rodriguez. And I mean, they, this team has squad. They can turn it on and, and, and upset. Yeah, but, but we saw the previous season though, you know? Oh yeah. So well, the talents there, they. That's why to me, it's it's too much of a gamble with them, 
where it's like they could give you a really good game or they could just not they could just be lackluster you know i'm sure turco turco mohammed's looking at hey look guys you don't have to be the best team in the league we just got to get into the playoffs and uh we we can on on a good day we can catch Pumas off we can catch tigres off you know who knows i think like yeah they they can they can somehow just take the victory over over these teams because they have they have experience you know they've been in a lot of finals right lately so i feel like they and they have the they have the talent so yeah i, I think they're a team that can no. turn turn it on late and just i, I agree I, I i agree but but see like this is my thing like um and we're talking about just how irregular the season has been and i think monterrey was probably like the poster boy like so they'll beat america at azteca 3-1 but then they'll lose to Tijuana, you know, two to one, or not be able to beat Atlas at home. So, and you know, and and it's like Monterrey, one of the strongest teams. So, I mean, you expect them to like, you know, just stomp over some of these teams mm-hmm. or struggle against Atlético San Luis, and that's that's the thing with 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 these Rayados, where it's like, yeah, they have the talent to beat anyone, but then at the same time. They could just be off and and not, you know. They could be that team that loses to the to one of the repechaje, like <laughs> like if like if uh, San Luis makes it, you know. <laughs> and then they, they they match up with them, they end up like just losing, just because they they decided not to show up that day. Well, uh, Ormeño scored for Puebla, one of the few Mexican There's... strikers in the. Liga Mekis. So good for him. I was actually gonna pull up the um the player with the most goals. Uh it looks like not Gignac. Gignac's still up there with ten. And uh I was trying to find Ormeño. Ormeño just scored his, his fifth goal, so he's 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 up there with Macias as far as Mexican cats with with the most goals. Um he's and Henry Martinez is still the top Mexican goal scorer with six. Quignac at 34, man. He's, you know, much credit right there. He he didn't he didn't come to Mex to retire, man. He's he's already icon over there at at Tigres. Yeah. They're gonna build a statue for him. He guarantee it. <laughs> he deserves it, man. He's been loyal to the club. He he loves the culture and He's uh, he's just embraced it. He'll go down as one of the you know top goal scorers in the in the history of the league. You know it reminds me like the Cardoso era where he just dominated. Mayu not as much as Cardoso, but definitely if he's on the field, you you kind of expect him to score. You got to name your kid Andres Pedro. There's <laughs> there's already a lot of Mexican kids named after Guignac. Andre, yeah. <laughs> Just a different, yeah, Pierre and then all just you know, his his name just got spread out over there. It's not as bad as getting a tattoo of your favorite player for Pumas and then he ends up playing for uh, America. <laughs> <laughs> Is that you, Cheeky? <laughs> yeah, so I'm looking at his record at Tigres. He has 121 goals. That's impressive. 
Yeah, for real, man. That's isn't that more than Bravo when Bravo scored at Chivas? Bravo would scored what one thirty? I want to say I forgot how many. That he scored like one twenty or something. Let's see. Let's ask the internet. <laughs> he scored. Um, I'm about to trigger everybody's. Hey Siri. <laughs> this thing's not. Uh, while we're going on hundred one. While we're going on scores, um. Mazatlan, we mentioned, uh, was the only other team in the league besides Necaxa that allowed fans into their stadium, and this was a big one for for Mazatlan. With fans in the stadium, they got their victory 3-2 over Juarez. I'm sure they're going to be happy about that. And then we mentioned Cruz Azul losing to Tigres. We mentioned Pumas losing to, uh, beating Toluca. Uh, the the last game of the match day fourteen, uh, Santos Pachuca, one one draw, Julio Furch and Luis Chavez were the authors of that one. Are we still trying to make Julio Furch Mexican? I for, I forgot. Ah, I think he's that time passed, man. <laughs> I wouldn't have mind. I wouldn't have mind. He was he was very consistent for a long time, but I think he's he's too old now. Well, not that old. He's thirty one. He's thirty one then. He still mm. got it in the tank, uh, but obviously, it's not going to be the player that we're like, oh, we need him on the team. I rather have Funes Mori. I've I've talked about that. <laughs> We got Chichari. We got uh, Raul Jimenez. We got the we got the guys already for that spots. We don't need Funes Mori. We don't need. Uh, I'll take uh, a Funes Mori over Chicha Tronco right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, well, Chicha's not even gonna be it. Like I don't even care if he ever gets Chicha Diva. Ah, yeah. In fact, he's actually streaming the Warzone right now. I, I just saw. So. <laughs> um, I found the stat: Omar Bravo, 132 goals for Chivas. 132, but he played for like a decade, right? Well, very long time. This guy's, this guy's done it in half, like five years since 2015. So, yeah, you can't compare. It's impressive. No, I mean, and I'm not, I'm not, um, doing it to put down Bravo. I, 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 you know, I just was thinking, uh, what player was at a club that ended up scoring so many and, and, and I mean, Bravo came to mind just because how he he finally broke the record, you know, at, at Chivas. And so I think uh, Guignac did the same at Tigres. I think uh, he did it over Tomas Boy. They had, I don't know, they had a mini B for a while where I think Tomas threw some shade. <laughs> Makes oh, yeah, they did. Cardoso scored uh, 249 goals for Toluca in 10 years, man. Jesus. Damn. Well, so I think Guignac would have, you know, had he been here younger, he probably could have challenged, you know, for that. Mm-hmm. Going into match day 15, where, again, last 
couple games of the season, three more fi- fixtures. Uh, looks like Puebla will be playing Leon, so Leon can probably continue staying at the top of the table. I mean, this is their their league to lose. You know, with this victory over America, uh, they're they're six points clear of of everybody else. So if they win, if they were to win against Puebla, I think mathematically that that gives them the first place. They're the ones that are going to kick off match day fifteen, and then. On uh, Saturday, it's going to be Querétaro versus Necaxa. Sort of a bottom feeders matchup there. Necaxa in 11th position, Querétaro in 17th position, but there's only three points between them. So a win for Querétaro would would put them up there. Uh, And then Tigres play Juarez, so... I think, uh, Joel, you mentioned that earlier that they could continue this win. Clean sheet. Clean sheet and win Win. streak. Yeah, both. Yeah, I do think right now Tigres is probably, you know, one of the favorites right now. Um, And hands down, I could see why. Then on Saturday, America versus Atlas. This would be a a nice little pick-me-up for uh, America who (laughs) just got defeated. Today against Leon, nice little bounce back win against Atlas, I'm sure, because they're going to be at home. And I'm sure Piojo's going to be under the hot seat right now, so he could use a. Well, for, from some of the fans, I mean, if you're if you're like the directiva, how you know he's he's doing a good job, man. I, I oh, wouldn't, yeah. you know, I I do think that. Just, just some of the fans, and I think social media has made things worse, where people just post stuff to get a reaction. Yeah. But, but his record, and again, we've talked about how he still manages to have the team playing good despite, you know, the quitan jugadores or injuries or whatnot. And I mean, and not losing classicals. Not losing classicals. And he, yeah, he's, he's and I mean one of the best offensives, and and so I mean you can't, you just, I don't know, man. I think, <laughs> I, I don't know what what you're thinking if you're a fan, if you're uh you know if you're an Americanista and you're hating on Piojo. I don't. Yeah, it's like I, I think, well, all right, I think go, you must replace him. Name somebody that can I replace him they, and like have the same think, kind of run. <laughs> well, yeah, you must have amnesia, man, because. You're talking about Ame that went through some hard times. They went through like a 13-year dry spell and other coaches that just didn't cut it. And so, you know, to think all of a sudden that some dude could just like, you know, slide in and, and make it better, it's, hmm. it just doesn't work like that. That's that's my – all right. I'm going to post it out there for all Americanista fans out there that go, name somebody that can step in right now and, and replace Piojo and have – Similar success. I I, I want to know. I, I need names. I want to know who, who you guys think could replace him. I think. Yeah. Well, you know, Turco was one of the dudes, and because he did win with them, he and did. then we saw what he what he did at uh, 
at Monterrey, he came back and mm -hmm. he, he won, but then he crashed. He crashed hard, you know, where he couldn't win a game. Yeah. And then right right now, he's not doing better than America, despite having a, yeah. you know, arguably you could say a stronger squad. So even even he wouldn't be doing better because he, he's not technically, he's not doing better. Following uh, the schedule here, Mazatlan will have another game at home. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of fans that will try to show up for that one because it's against Rayados. And so that'll be a good match for them, I'm sure. Like you mentioned, with the inconsistency and, and unpredictableness of Monterrey, this could easily go one of two ways. A, a easy win for Monterrey or or uh, an upset victory for, for uh, Mazatlan. In the Kraken, that's what they're calling their stadium. The Kraken. <laughs> I don't know. Do they have pulpo in Mazatlan? Is that like a is that like a delicacy over there? Because I know they're by the coast, and I know they're known for like seafood. But I don't know if they actually eat octopus. Hmm. guess we'll have to find uh, a listener that's subscribed to our podcast uh, and tell us if they're from Mazatlan, if, if they actually do eat pulpo out there. Um, Toluca will play Tijuana on Sunday. So another team that needs to bounce back with Carlos Morales at the helm. Um, I'm sure Tijuana uh, should be a little bit easier than Pumas. Tijuana lost to Necaxa, so I'm pretty sure Toluca can handle them at home. And then what will probably be the game of the weekend, Chivas versus Cruz Azul. This is a really good test for Vucetic. And uh, I don't know if I'm looking at this correctly, but it's a Sunday game at 4.30. Wow. Can't remember the last time Chivas played on a Sunday. a home game hmm. I know for a while um, they they did play on Sundays but for the most part Shields have been playing on Saturdays so this is this is an interesting turn of events here but you got any thoughts on that game against Cruz Azul what do you think it will win well, I think I think uh, the momentum probably in in Chivas' favor, just seeing Cruz Azul has hit a bit of a slump. You know, we were we were talking about their last games. They lost at home to Tigres. Uh, to Tigres, hold on, let me let me just. I had it here. Okay, they lost to Tigres at home. Then they lost away to Toluca, which it should have been. One of those games, you know, where Toluca hasn't been doing good. They have interim coach. So it was a bit surprising for me to see them lose. Uh, and then they, they, they tied at home against America. And they did beat Mazatlan, but they struggled to beat them. It was 3-2. to two. So it's a team that has hit, a, you know, they just haven't been as strong. As as we would expect 
they lost to what last <laughs> that's right and and so it's it's they're still high up there and i, I still think they're, they're they're one of the more consistent teams just because they're still you know they at least their their start was was a bit better but yeah but i think just Right now they're kind of last... resting on their laurels, and you know they had a great start to the season, and kind of they're kind of just been coasting off of that at least in the last four or five fixtures. So, well, yeah, and, and well, we talked about how 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 uh, Tigres clean sheet. Well, well, Cruz Azul they haven't scored their Ooh, last three games. That's a problem. So I mean that yeah. So I'm I'm, I'm liking that Chivas put three in the net. In one game, these guys can't score. <laughs> I do think that that would help um, Chivas because, uh, I mean, I, right now if I'm Buse, Cruz Azul, walk, you know, they want to park the bus, I'll just let them, man. <laughs> just go ahead. I'm taking this point, you know. Um, okay. I will. Just... So you're, you're thinking more of a draw? I, I am if they do it. I think they're, but I do think the urgency is on Cruz Azul, mm. you know. So I do think Chivas doesn't have to like expose themselves. Like they don't have to be like going all out, which is something we saw in the in the last years where, you know, in home games Chivas really struggled because teams would just go and sit back, and then and then. Let Chivas do the heavy lifting and then just, you know, hit them on that, hit them on a you know, mistake or whatever. And and so right now, just in a position where it's like they don't have to, they don't have that, you know, urgency. I'm a little bit salty because we lost to them in the final of the Copa por Mexico. So I would love to see, <laughs> you know, some pay, some payback at home. I will say though. If they perform defensively the way they did against Atlas, this is going to be a, a goleada for Cruz Azul because they they had some serious laps uh, in the last five minutes against Atlas. They can't be doing that kind of mis- mistakes against yeah. Cruz Azul. Cruz Azul will punish them for that. Um, yeah. But if if they can, if they have their A game, if they're on point, I, I think uh, Chivas could get a two one victory or or maybe a, maybe settle for a draw. Yeah, well, I mean, and and that's the thing. Cruz Azul struggling to score, so I would, you know, uh, I would. I know, I know, Chiva fans not liking some of like maybe the team being overly defensive, but but again, we're talking about a team that no liguilla in three years, and even worse, not even being able to finish top eight. I mean, that's embarrassing, man. Mm-hmm. And so they're in line of just doing that. So at least you could break that ugly streak. I don't care how you do it, as long as you do it. Absolutely, and uh, sort of have some cushion between us and and uh, Pachuca. <clears throat> yeah, uh, exactly. So because Pachuca, so yeah, it's important not. Go ahead, Pachuca. They they have a tough no, game no. against Pumas, so you know if if, yes. if 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 Pumas could beat Pachuca and then Chivas get a draw or a victory, you know, not all of a sudden. We kind of secured that seventh seventh position. Yeah, and and I guess again we were talking about just these three opponents. Just they're difficult, you know, uh, Cruz Azul, Pumas, and Monterrey. So, 
So, I mean, if, if Cruz Azul wants to throw another point, go ahead, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the goal is Ligia. Just get there. Um, at this point, Chivas don't really have a... I mean, unless some crazy shit happens, there's no way they're going to finish top four. So they would be forced to play in the, the repechaje. So uh, at this point, just try and finish as high as you can uh, seed-wise and, uh, you know, stay healthy out there. And we have Santos will be playing Atletico San Luis. So Santos are ninth position, 19 points. Um, a victory could could put them up there with Chivas too, so. We're going to have to need some help from uh, some of these teams to step it up if Chivas can't handle uh, handle business. Yeah, uh, we're, well, I mean, Tigres, Tigres will be playing America, so that's, you know, if they continue. Oh, man, I dropped my mic. <laughs> they, they, they will be playing America, not 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 this upcoming, but the one after. And so if they continue on their hot streak, that that's something I'm going to be pulling, you know, hoping that they beat. <laughs> the, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. <laughs> exactly. So I... <laughs> um, and that will basically be our predictions for match day 15. Uh, those games will start on Friday. And uh, obviously we'll also be rooting for our boys out in Europe midweek with the with the Champions League. I doubt uh, Hector Herrera will get some minutes against Bayern Munich, but who knows. Um but I'm sure that Tecatito will be in that starting lineup for for Porto against Manchester City. So at least we'll have some some Champions League football to look forward to and seeing our boys there. Um kind of closing in on this this episode, Joel, do you have any any closing thoughts for our listeners? Yes. I do. It's a bit of a rant. Let's hear it. I don't want it to go long. It's it's because I, I'm still hearing things about how, you know, the U.S. has sent all these youth to Europe. So there's still a lot of salty Mex fans over, over there. And a lot of them are attacking the, the clubs and saying how they're greedy because they overpriced their players. And it's like, you know, and then I've gotten into some discussions and it becomes apparent with a lot of the fans, they don't, they don't quite understand how the league works or, or how the clubs operate. And so you probably, they probably heard that talking point from like a talk show, some other media where it's like, they'll just throw it out there, but they won't. They won't really give example. Like they won't really, like go, you know, analyze it thoroughly. Mm-hmm. So they'll say like, "Oh, so and so is being overpriced." So like, probably the one player you could say was overpriced. Pizarro. In recent, yes, Pizarro, seventeen million. Mm-hmm. That's because Chivas really wanted him, you know, and and so Pachuca said, "Hey, this is what we'll sell him for," and Chivas was like, "I'll take it." And then Monterrey was like, well, we'll pay the same. But even in that case, I'll go as far as to say that the player plays a role in that as well. Because he's, he's signing the contract. He's, a, he's willing to that, you know. 
he he could he could like he could have like just said you know what i'm not i'm not budging or when he signs a contract make sure there's like a release clause mm-hmm. or something to that effect so yeah because that's why the players have agents representatives and whatnot to make sure so so yeah pizarro i guess he he plays the victim card in in you know because he's like oh well no one told me like when i got switched to monterrey but he still he arrives to monterrey and 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 he did have that clause that ultimately he ended up in mls so i mean this dude's bagged a lot of money along the way so i mean and and then the the other example compared to him is Macias, who has, you know, in his contract, it's kind of stipulated so that it's easy for him to go to Europe. And when that when that offer does come, he's Chivas is not gonna overprice him. They're not gonna say, oh, it's twenty million. Yeah, it's whatever, you know. And so that's that's part of it too. Like you can't just blame the club. A lot of times it's the players as well. So if you, you're like an upstart youth and you're like, the club wants to tie you and, and they give you, uh, they're paying you all this money, then of course you're going to cost more money than, than like a South American player that is earning peanuts. So that's, that's the one where, um, I'm not saying you could blame the player, but also like, Keep that in mind that it's like a lot of times the players, they they took that, they make that decision of like, okay, I'm I'm gonna take this high wage instead of like having a contract where it's it's um he's not gonna earn that much money, but it's gonna be easier for him to leave because clubs at the end of the day that's that's part of the big reason that they're gonna price you higher, they're paying you higher. They're trying to make their money back. That's the other thing where we have to realize with Mexican teams, it's like they don't really make money. A lot of them lose money. And the only reason we we do think sometimes like, oh, they have all this money. You're not really thinking about the club. You're thinking about the companies that own the club. Those are the ones that have money. If, and so I'll give a few quick examples. If Chivas had money, just as the club alone, they would have never had to loan out the team to the promotora and much less than sell it to Vergara. And then even when Vergara had it, and I know Chivistas remember this, there was talk of Slim buying the club or, or other, you know, uh, other people wanting to buy it, but they just didn't want to buy the stadium. I mean, so, I mean, that, that should say a lot as far as, like, you know, where the money's at. And we've seen, like, Morelia, you know, disappeared, got booted out of first. Lobos blew up, gone. Jaguares gone. Veracruz gone. That's a lot of teams. You can say that they're lower teams, but what's the difference between them and the higher teams? Because the higher teams are owned by big companies, so... Cemento Cruz Azul is a big company, so Cruz Azul could do bad, but the Cementera is, is going to keep them afloat. Just how Televisa, big conglomerate, they could keep America, even if, even if they don't sell tickets. They have this big company backing them up. And so that's, that's one thing where it's like fans don't realize that the, 
the team by itself, they don't make that much money because in, in Mex, there's just not that much money for sponsors, for TV, and even the gate. You know, it's like the cheapest tickets are, what, like $5, I think? Yeah. To go into a... And so that's just... The, the team's already taking a loss. Cheeky's had some numbers. I don't know if he's still with us. No, nah, he's gone. Cheeky's, Cheeky's bounce. He's, he's at Chicharro's stream. He's, <laughs> he's watching Chicharro play Warzone. He's donating money but to I, Chicharro. I know you remember this, though, Jaime. Remember Cheeky's had the... He, this one uh, article that came out and then they, they deleted it. So it was making Liga Femenil look bad. Oh, yeah. And it was from Santos and how just having the lights on was more expensive than paying the whole squad or something like that. Yeah, the you know and the fans, they weren't the even, ticket sales, the everything. Wasn't even going to cover the, yeah, the light. The lights. So, I mean, that's people don't think about that stuff, fans. Because, you know, we don't really care. We want to see the game. Yeah. So a lot of times we don't care about the business aspect. But expecting teams to let go of, like, one of their top stars just because he could go to Europe, that's like, why do I do you expect someone to take a big loss? They're already losing money. You want him to lose more money and that's on the, top of that? Yeah, that's the Sorry, thing. Sorry, no, it does Clubs are not obligated to sell a player. <laughs> Just because, oh, it's for the benefit of the La Selección or, you know. Yeah. For the benefit yeah, of the player. Doesn't... It's like, this is a business, man. And unlike exactly. unlike these leagues in our in our region and even in South America, the Liga Mekis is a bubble, man. The Mexican market is very, very strong as far as selling in between clubs. You don't. Yeah. And it's crazy because, like, you know, Pachuca, there was the example. It was like. Why sell a player to a team in Europe for five million when Chivas are offering fifteen? It's like there's no yeah. Oh, because there's a future, you know, future sale like ten percent, fifteen percent of that future sale. It's like yeah, dude, but they're we're talking like guaranteed money, man. It's like why take the chance of maybe getting paid out big and five years from now for you know and you don't even know if that kid's gonna pan out you you take the guaranteed money so exactly and even even like for so we're we're looking at even to have like like a cantera you know so for like pachuca like how much are they gonna spend so because someone said oh they came from the one of the comments i read was because they came from the academy so they're free and i was like no it's not free Mm-hmm. The club has to pay costs. You have to pay coaches. You have to pay scouts. You have to pay for, you know, the medical. You know, players get injured and they need, you know, uh, you have to pay for the field upkeep. You have to pay for if they travel to be in tournaments. You're covering that cost. And the food, because you feed them, especially if they live there. Uh, light, electricity. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff that they're already paying to have, like, hundreds of kids where only a handful are going to make it in first division. So if they do sell a player, that money goes back into keep funding that, you know? So it's it's whole different ball game and 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 I know it was it's hard to compare against like like other leagues because they all operate differently. 
you know so like in south america sometimes so, they don't yeah i was so the whole thing that explode that started this um there was a sale from uh the union philadelphia brendan and aronson he went to red bull salzburg for six million and you know all the fanboys the mls are like oh see look we're finally starting to become like a you know a commodity but then they were looking yeah. at his actual salary. He was making 70K. And there's this guy named Luis Herrera saying that, dude, 70K, like the players that are playing in Ascenso, Mexico, uh, in the second division are make make more than that. So yeah. it's like the, the Mexican What's player it? gets paid well, even at a young age. Yeah. That's that's what I'm saying. That's why it's it's when you think, okay, so why why do they cost more or why? Why is the team valuing it more? Because they're trying to recover their money. So like I said, again, like I said, it's it's going to come down to the player to want, to want. okay, I'm, I want to go abroad. But that's a sacrifice that has to come from them. Mm-hmm. And we've seen so many mechs going abroad where you we can't use that anymore of saying um, that the clubs block them or they don't let them. Just too many players have gone already. Uh, even free, like like Ochoa just bounced. Uh, Pulido left and he came back. There's just a lot. And so I, I just, we can't really blame the clubs, the fans, and, and talk about greed and all this stuff. Yeah. Because that's not it's exactly, that's not where it's going. Yeah, it is. It is. I, th- I think if Pizarro really wanted to go abroad, that was one of his main goals. I think he would have never, he wouldn't have left Pachuca, Pachuca. man. Not not for seven, dude. When I saw seven to me, I was like, "This guy's not leaving." Yeah, he's, he's not <laughs> leaving. There's no way he's not leaving. And you know, I guess he he probably does still want to go. And because there was this talk that uh, that Beckham promised him, and I could see him like leaving on loan. You know, mm-hmm. and Beckham has Palanca and whatever teams down there. And yeah, why not? We I've, we've seen that before. Players going over there on loan and playing. And uh, especially because how the MLS season runs, when you know, yeah, they're off it's, season. It's not is, parallel. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I could I could see that happening. You know, all right, he'll go over there and and uh, Donovan did it. You know, I don't know if he did it two or three seasons in a row where he would play like in Everton and then come and play in San yeah. Jose. So I mean, yeah, if he wants to get that, you know, get that itch off of him, then yeah, I could see him doing that. Um. But I, I think once he signed for Chivas for that amount, he knew. He knew it was like, oh man! I, aside from going to the World Cup and and then just tearing a couple teams a new one, and, and yeah, you're not really gonna. The offers aren't gonna be coming from abroad. Yeah, and uh, so this reporter Luis Herrera, he said the solution, as far as all right, well, how does a player go to Europe? If you're in Mexico, and he says uh, you have to resist the urge to renew your your youth contract, and you force the yeah. t- you force the team to uh, basically let you go for free, or you know just let let you go. So well, and you you, you know we've seen it happen because uh, it happened with Chiva. Bravo. So no Al- with Alanis. with um no no not Alanis with um damn dude was in Germany. Kind Salcedo? of disappeared now. Marco Fabian. Oh, Fabian. Yeah, Marco Fabian. So, so uh, he negotiated the contract when he returned to Chivas. 
it was on loan at Cruz Azul, and uh, it was Nestor. He was right now. He was he was in charge of the team, and he's like, you know, I'll put a clause. I'll put a clause that if the right offer comes along, you know, we'll negotiate and you can leave. And he, he did leave, and it was the same with Carlos Salcedo, where they brought him from Real Salt Lake, and they said, we'll give you that clause, you know, because the players asked for that. And, uh, you know, so if, and they both ended up leaving. So this whole talk about uh, clubs going to block you, no, not exactly. If you get greedy and you're like, yeah, I'll, I'll take this, 2.5 or 3 million, you know, wages, then why why would you want the club to then, just because some other team comes from abroad, just because they're from abroad, you know, and then they, they don't want to pay what you're worth. Yeah. You know, because uh, the, the reason I mentioned Bravo, Alanis, and all them is because if I'm not mistaken – they literally had to wait until their contract expired for them to leave Chivas and go to Europe. Oh, well, I mean, but yeah, but these these dudes had had signed, you know, that that was the reason because they had like top contracts. Mm-hmm. So that was the whole thing with Alanis where, where supposedly um, he didn't want to take a pay cut. So that was that was one of the things where the club then just. Ended up releasing him, mm. and then even to leave, even when he left, he took even, he earned even less. Yeah, he did when he was in Spain. So I mean, it's like, and and that should also like, says a lot, you know. A lot of these teams that you're gonna go to, they're not, they're gonna pay you even less. So <laughs> that's why, that's why a lot of these players are like, a lot of them don't take that risk. You're already making this much money, so he. You know, the way they're thinking about it is like, how much can I make in the next four years? You know, so I can't I can't blame them all the time because it's not a given. Yeah. Just going abroad doesn't mean you're going to make it. There's so many things that could happen. You could get injured. Uh, the coach could change. Just so many stuff that could happen. It's, it's always a gamble. So I, I really can't blame players when they don't take it. And then you have to see what's their situation at home. Some of them already have kids, you know. Uh, they start young in Max, too. They do start young. <laughs> I didn't know. Or, uh, what's his name? Uh, he went to Atlanta FC. Damn, he has, like, kids. I didn't know he had hella kids, man. I'm like, this kid look hella young. <laughs> and kids that we know of, and there's the ones that we don't know of. And, uh, and Oh, yeah, are they taking care of family, you know? They might have a sick abuelita or whatever, man. Mm-hmm. And that's like so that's why if they they could just you know earn x amount by just signing a juicy contract that they end up doing it because at least they'll be like okay i'm secured for the next four or five years and if i invest this money i'm set i don't have to i don't have to worry and that's that's so when we look at like south america dude a lot of these players they earn very little they do just very little. So, I mean, no les queda de otra. If, if that risk comes, they take it. They take it. And these players go all over. They're not just in Europe. They end up playing in some weird leagues, man. Malaysia <laughs> and, and somewhere know, like in Mongolia and shit. I know for a Fifth long... Fifth division, Mongolia. And, for a long time, what Brazil had a 
relationship with Russia, man. They were sending all their players playing in Russia, and so in Ukraine and all these like <laughs> countries. I'm like, damn, you know, they're, they're freezing their nuts off. You know, they go from the beach in Copacabana, man, uh, in nice weather to to you over there, man. You're in Siberia now. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's just too many things that play into this to to try to simplify it just by saying, oh, clubs, clubs are being greedy. Like, no, most of these clubs are already losing money. Why why do you want them to lose even more? You know, and and I'll, one more thing I'm gonna say with like like just player development because it's different in the U.S. So and there's something we talked about with Ron. Ron has gone more in depth about this, and it's how like there's more money here in the U.S. where they like like in the school, you know, like you're playing high school and college, and then university, and so then MLS drafts a lot of players from university. So those are players that they didn't they didn't have to train. They just they did get them for free at that point. Yeah. Um, and in Max and Max, you could say. Well, why do you expect the league to do this? It should probably come from the government, where they're like, "Okay, we're gonna, we're gonna, we want to incentivize, you know, sport in the country, and and maybe give money for for high schools or or just building fields." Uh, I remember when I went to Ohio; it was years ago. A lot of the fields you had to pay to play; you had to rent them out; you had to go and. You know, you you paid a couple a couple pesos to to play them. Oh, so I yeah. mean, yep. That's the other thing, you know. Build more fields, uh, make it so that at the high school level, man, there's there's rivalries or it's a big thing, and uh, colleges as well, because it's pretty much non-existent to have that, and it's like a waste, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I know they tried years ago, but I don't think it it went anywhere. I think they were trying to make like a league of like university league or college league but i don't know what happened there man is that's the other level of corruption take out the net and it disappeared dude yeah <laughs> yeah i mean they there's a, a lot of the teams that fell out of ascenso like d- decided to start their own independent league so um, i'm curious how that's how that project's going on Oh yeah, there, there you go, the new league. Yeah, the uh, Balompié, I think I forgot the name of it, but it's like it's like separate from Ascenso. It's it's a little bit different. Uh, looks like we uh, have a lot late you uh, listener saying that. <laughs> oh, he just said. Uh, some minimum ma- minimum wage workers in some states make seventy k. <laughs> yeah, so definitely uh, the gap is not closing as far as salary goes between MLS players and the MX players. So uh, it'll, it'll it'll always be an ongoing debate. You know, anytime the USA sends players abroad, they're gonna they're o- like Mexican for some reason. The Mexicans Mexican fans will start freaking out and well what about us you know when are we gonna get our player you know <laughs> but i always feel like you know what it's um the players that do end up like going to europe 
I'm, I'm starting to see now there's more and more calculated risks, you know, like I think we're, we kind of stopped just trying to throw, especially with Chivas, just letting any player, any, any club just, you know, grab our players and go. I think now they're, they're having like, you know, plans set, you know, like, all right, here's a release clause. If you do get an offer from Europe and if you do go, we're going to make sure it's like the right way. We're not just going to sell you to the highest bidder just because, you know, Arsenal comes a knocking or Chelsea comes a knocking. Like, no, we're going to make sure that they actually have a genuine, like, yeah. Well, well Davila is a good example of that because Chelsea took him and then they just kind of flushed him down the toilet. You know, they, they sent him to different teams. He never got it accustomed to it. He helped one team win promotion yeah. in Spain. Then they just, you know, instead of leaving him there, they sent him to another team and then to another and then. I think it's in Australia somewhere right now. New Zealand, but <laughs> but it's somewhere over there, Wellington. right? But uh, but yeah, that's that's one of the cases where you see a player go over there and just because he went there, you think, oh, oh, snap, you know, the next best thing, and yeah, nope. I think that's that's the other thing with sending players at a young age and sending them for cheap, if you know, si no les costó nada, then they they're not gonna value you. Yeah, for sure. Well, well, we're going to wrap this up, but uh, I want to thank all of our listeners, not just on YouTube, but on all these podcast platforms where we're now on over seven uh, platforms. And if there is a podcast app that you use that for some reason you can't find this podcast on, just reach out to us on Twitter so we can get on there. But uh, thank everyone for listening and make sure to catch us next week.